Hi everyone, welcome back to Timestamp, brought to you by Stamp, the Student Ambassador Program. I'm your host, Arian Aurora, and this is the podcast highlighting the stories of Carleton alumni. Today, we're joined by three current seniors at Carleton who just got into some of the best law schools in the country, here to tell you about their time at Carleton and how it has led them to some incredible law schools are Luke, Sam, and Ben. to the Stamp Podcast, and uh, why don't you begin by just introducing yourself, telling us a little bit about yourself. Um, I can go Everyone. first. Oh, sorry. Sorry, Luke. Please go, Sam. <laughs> um, yeah, so my name is Sam, Sam Goidy. Um, I am a senior. I'm an English major. Um, I am from the Bay Area. I'm from San Mateo, California. Um, and uh, yeah, member of the mock trial team all four years at Carleton and going to law school next year. And I'm Luke, uh, you see him, I'm a senior poli-sci major from Northern Minnesota, the town of Brainerd for anyone who knows. Um, also been a mock trial for several years and also excited to fingers crossed go to law school next year. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm Ben Richardson. I'm a senior math major um, from Carlisle, Massachusetts. I've also been on the mock trial team for, I guess, four years, although I'm currently an understudy for this winter term. Um, uh, and also ethics bowl and bowling club and a few others. Amazing. Yeah. It, it seems like all of you are doing such different things. You're, you're in different majors and yet, you know, all of you are, are headed to law school, which is so incredible. Could you tell us a little bit, you know, about how you decided on, on what you're majoring here at Carleton or um, just something about the department that really stood out to you? So I'd say like as the stereotypical poli sci person going to law school, I mean, it wasn't, a surprising, I think for me, it was like a default major in many ways. Um, I'm also an education studies minor at Carleton, and I think I leaned into that a lot more um, in thinking about law school and like a legal career than I did political science, because one thing I found about law school that's really cool is I don't really care too much like what you study in undergrad so much as um, for one, how well you do at it, and two, like how would it relate to like what you want to do with a law degree. And for me, that's education far more than um, my study of Tocqueville and political sciences fascinating as Tocqueville is. Yeah, I um, I mean, I definitely started Carleton thinking that I was going to be a poli-sci major, and that was mostly because I was already pretty set on um, going to law school when I started, and I don't know, maybe we can get into that in a little bit, but um, yeah, it, nothing against the department at Carleton, but I just discovered it wasn't really for me, um, and I figured you know, I don't think anything I'm going to do in undergrad is going to um, like teach me the things that I'm going to actually need to do uh, in law school. So I might as well do something that I really enjoy doing. And for me, that was English. I'd say I was more sure coming in that I wanted to go to law school after college um, than I was of any particular major. I thought I was going to be a history major and I've actually uh, will graduate Carleton having taken zero history courses. Um, <laughs> I, uh, my fall term, I had uh, taken, or I had passed the BC Calc test. And so uh, I could get credit for those two classes, Calc 1 and 2, if I also took multivariable. So it was like the equivalent of an 18 credit class. Uh, I couldn't pass that opportunity up. Uh, I took it with Rafe Jones, really enjoyed the class, took linear algebra, really enjoyed that. 
But by the time I took math structures, I'd say one of my favorite classes at Carleton, uh, I was pretty sure I wanted to be a math major. So sort of a happy accident, but uh, a very happy one at that. Mm. Yeah, you just brought up your multivariable classes. There have been a, a class for all of you which has really stood out in your Carleton experience, or maybe a professor or even something you did outside of the class. I know you all mentioned your part of mock trial. Just to be clear, you do not need to go to law school. I think it's, we met each other through mock trials. I think that's more of like the causal change versus like, if you go to law school, you got to do mock trial. But regarding your question, um, for me, like I've had a lot of great classes at Carlton. I think one of my favorite ones was called Culturally Sustaining Pedagogy. And that was about, um, you know, bridging the economic ladder for people from disadvantaged communities and how schools can help us do that. And it was a class where we went to a lot of actual schools in Minneapolis that were like um, experimenting with educational like, methodologies or like catering towards different uh, ethnic communities in very like new and creative ways. And it was like a really, I think, awesome bridge from the more um, academic side of Carleton, theoretical, which you do a lot of great stuff with, and then like seeing that played out in the real world um, with Professor Deborah Appleman, who is a fascinating um, individual. So love that. Maybe my favorite class I ever took at Carleton was um, an intro linguistics course, actually, um, on syntax. Uh, very satisfying. I think maybe one of the more influential classes that I've taken was um, my methods seminar for, for the English major, um, where you're sort of exposed to a lot of like critical theory and all these different schools of interpretation. Um, and I think, you know, you've got like uh, the new criticism and like reader response theory and deconstruction and branches of feminism. Um, and I think it really kind of um, opened up opened up my mind to um, a lot of different new ways of um, of reading and like constructing interpretations. And I think that's something that I'm definitely going to take with me um, beyond beyond college. And maybe not something that you can apply like uh, expressly in in law school or as as an attorney. But I think kind of the underlying um, uh, structures are something that I'll, I'll definitely keep. Mm -hmm. yeah. uh, well, I mentioned linear algebra and math structures, which I'd say I would recommend them to anyone listening, even if you're not very into math. Uh, I think they improve the way I think about like even mock trial. Um, but I'd also like to give a shout out to Love and Friendship in the Philosophy Department with Alison Murphy. I think uh, like the pinnacle liberal arts experience where you had both, uh, I thought, really fascinating theoretical accounts of uh, like human bonds, and then also just like practical advice for navigating particular friendships in my life. So I thought one of the most rewarding classes I've taken, probably the most rewarding. Yeah, going off that, I mean, one of the incredible things about Carlton, at least in my experience, is just the opportunity to try things that you, you never would have been thinking about before trying a class or a domain um, and, and you sort of get attached to it. And so it, there's some sort of experience like that for you guys where you tried something new um, and it really became a, a markedly defining moment for you. I mean, I always like to say this kind of a, a story that I bet admissions people would love to post on their blogs, but I, I did Spanish in high school and um, for like two and a half years and it was really, really bad at it. Um, and I did not enjoy it at all. Uh, of course, Carlton has a language requirement. So coming to Carlton's like, um, 
screw that tonight. I took a test and it placed me back in 101. So the very beginning of the sequence again, which of course it did. Um, and then when I redid 101 and learned the basics again, I actually started really getting into Spanish. I think partly because I got to like figure out the more fundamental stuff I never really learned in high school and partly because the um, Carlton Spanish department, I think is really incredible. So um, I got in Spanish and I'm now approaching the end of, of the minor in it. So uh, it wasn't, I guess, a new experience, but it was revisiting an old one and totally changing my um, impressions of it. So very thankful to Carlton for that. So you told us a lot about like some of your experiences inside the classroom, but I'd love to learn a little bit more about you know, some of the exciting things you've been up to at Carleton over the last four years outside, um, whether that's mock trial or, or other experiences that stick out to you. I mean, I think for me, like mock trial is kind of the defining outside of the classroom experience for me. Um, and it was even before I came to Carleton, but um, mock trial at Carleton has really kind of... Um, reinforce that and um, I mean it's it's the reason that I knew I was um, or you know had a pretty good idea that I wanted to go to law school um, but I think like the activity itself so um, the work that goes into it the preparation um, the polishing of arguments and um, you know theorizing uh, you know new methods of presentation um, but then also like the, the activity itself and kind of the adrenaline rush of performing. Um, and then of course the community. So that's, that's really been like um, a rock for me. I'd have to agree that mock trial is uh, an enormous amount of fun um, and ethics bowl too. I think anytime where you're traveling to tournaments um, with friends is uh, yeah. just going to be a great experience. Um, but I'd also add in uh, swing dancing. I came in with zero dancing experience, uh, took an intro class, eventually ended up becoming the dance instructor. Uh, so something I would not at all have guessed about myself uh, before Carlton. Um, also bowling club. Uh, in non-pandemic times, uh, free bowling every Tuesday night, 9 to 10.30. Great deal. I'm not sure why uh, budget committee funds us, but we get away with it. Evil experience. <laughs> ben actually taught me to Lindy Hop, which I think is an insane accomplishment. Um, speaking to his qualities as a teacher. Yeah, me too. And now, now Luke and I are both like experts, practically speaking. And I can beat Ben at bowling as well. So, like, all of my outside of like academia skills come from Ben. Um, also, though, like outside of classroom experience, the Korea Center at Carleton, I have found to be an incredible resource for like getting money to. Um, go off and do really cool things during breaks. I think my first two years, I was able to take like two weeks of our big fat winter break to go off to Boston and New York. And um, I was a paralegal my first year, which told me that I don't want to be a big law lawyer, which was a valuable lesson. And then I, um, I tutored in New York public schools uh, as a sophomore, which was hugely like impactful for me and a definitely big reason why I got so much into education studies and policies like my law school interests so i'd say like taking advantage of those resources to like get outside of the carlton bubble using the carlton money because i have quite a bit of it um is, is a great great carlton strategy 
You know, one thing I want to get a, a little bit deeper on is something that Sam had brought up about how, you know, not only his time inside the classroom, but some of the activities he did outside uh, the classroom really have helped him get to, to where he is now, where he's heading off to law school. And so, you know, getting into law school is incredibly tough, especially to get into the sort of law schools you guys have gotten into. Um, and yet we have three Carlton students here who, who did it this year. So can you tell us a little bit about how, you know, any component of Carlton you think has helped um, get you to this point uh, and prepare you for law school? Well, this is one, I mean, I think there are a number of paths I could go down here, but one thing that's coming to mind right now is just that like um, Ben and Luke are my sweet mates and we've, um, you know, grown really close, uh, getting to know each other at Carleton, um, being on the mock trial team and being friends outside of that. Um, and it's been really, it's been really special kind of sharing this experience of like, um, preparing to apply to law school and then going through the process. Um, and now kind of, you know, uh, sharing in the, the stress and the sometimes exhilaration of uh, getting admissions results back. Um, so, yeah, I mean, just kind of like um, Carlton as as like a, a medium where I've been able to connect with with other people who are kind of with me on this journey. I mean, I totally believe that like the most valuable resource Carlton has are like the people you meet yeah. here, both the faculty and also the student body who come from like all walks of life. So getting to tap into that and, and grow those connections. You know, both of you talked about just the impact that the people here at Carleton have had over your experience. And so now as you go into law school, you go into to different schools and different parts of the country, uh, what are some pieces of the Carleton experience you hope will, will be there at your next school or you hope to take with you? Okay, uh, I think there's just sort of like, um, like a late night dorm conversations culture in the lounges. Uh, and like, you know, just like walking with someone back from class to talk about something they said in more detail. Uh, I guess I hope that I guess culture of um, interesting conversations continues after Carleton. I'd say my biggest fear is like going to law school and the stereotype of all these law students are like these self-serious people in suits who can't take a joke or don't embrace, I don't know, like the weirdness of being a person. So I like Carlton students, like they're thoughtful, but at the same time, they're very strange and you meet a lot of different people that way. And I hope to see some of that at law school too, for sure. Yeah, definitely. I would um, second both of those things. Um, like I think, yeah, the, the like stereotype is that law students are all cutthroat. And um, I hope that what I end up finding is, is like, more of the you know the small school kind of like um environment where no one person is like every everyone is unique um and we're all in it together um and it's not it's not like life or death stakes uh competition yeah, you know, in just a, a few days now, the, the Carlton class of 2025 is going to get their decisions, and so there's going to be this whole new <laughs> class of people coming, and so there's people who, one, just went through the process uh, yourself of picking a, a, your next destination, as well as people who are sort of wrapping up their experience here at Carlton. Can you give some piece of advice to those, those kids who maybe have some doubts or have some questions about how these next four years are going to go? I guess the biggest thing is, like, 
jump into as many opportunities as you can to start and like try and get exposed to the people and the programs and the offer deans and the faculty at Carleton because I think it is really easy and I find myself doing sometimes just like dig into your hole and um, let a lot of like the really cool speakers and you know activities that happen at Carleton pass you by um, but then you're not getting your very large amount of tuitions worth and <laughs> um, missing out on what could be really cool memories down the line and don't be afraid of the cold it's fun. The cold is the cold. Yeah, the cold is fine if you have a, you know, just get a jacket and wear gloves. Um, but yeah, yeah, go to Convo. Um, we have, yeah, these, uh, in, in non-pandemic times, we'd all gather in the chapel and there would be a speaker from, you know, so many different uh, fields. Um, and they, they always have really interesting things to say. Go to those. Uh, get involved with activities that you, you know, maybe wouldn't have initially inspect, expected to um, find yourself drawn to. Um, and then I think it doesn't have to be like, you know, just keep trying different things. And like, I think once, if you find something that you really enjoy, uh, stick with that. Yeah. Don't, don't stick with something just because it's what you know. I, I'm a little bit hesitant to give this advice because I think I haven't done the best job of following it over my four years, but live a balanced life. Um, I think my first year, I sort of stuck my head in the sand and just focused on classes. And at the end of the year, I realized I had like maybe one sort of close friend and wasn't that happy with it. So, um, you know, expose yourself to, you know, as Luke said and Sam, other activities, other disciplines, also just, you know, other people. Uh, go for a walk in the arb fairly often, uh, both because, you know, those things have instrumental value. If you are living a fuller life, you'll probably do better academically. Um, and because, you know, they have inherent value. Uh, you, you know, there's a lot more to life than doing well. Uh, but at the same time, you know, college is going to involve a certain number of Friday nights in the live and focus on your academics as well. So a balanced life in both directions. Yeah, you, you know, you, you brought up the need to sort of establish this balance. Um, do you guys have any thoughts or any ideas about, you know, how you think students can go about that or um, some of the processes you've gone through to find that balance? I mean, in some ways, I feel like I'm the stereotypical, I've, I've often niggled these saying things like sleep is a want, not a need, um, which isn't always, I think, a good life philosophy especially, you know, for your whole life, maybe in college, it's justifiable in some nights, but um, even, even in my most crazy, like down the rabbit hole moments, I always try and find at least 15 minutes a day. It's just like read a book or do something entirely um, for yourself because those 15 minutes, I think can be really helpful just for maintaining your sanity. Um, but usually I'd say try and find much more than that. And, and if you try and sleep. Yeah, I, I think I'd say sleep is a need. Um... <laughs> but uh I well in the in the fall and spring one of my favorite things is to um take my readings outside um so it's sort of I, I mean yeah I'm I'm a big like kind of sunlight uh outdoors guy which you know maybe is is kind of the the primary challenge of the winter but I think yeah just like changing up your scenery can be can be useful yeah I'd say also think about what you do with your free time. Because I found that with a few exceptions, maybe like a week or so every term, I'll have, you know, 
enough free time. I think the difference between high school and college is that you have both far more work and far more free time. Um, but I think it's easy, especially when you have a lot of work to use your free time poorly, just like mm -hmm. watch Netflix by yourself or listen to music alone. And at least for me, it always required a bit more effort to like force myself to do something social, but I think that's going to pay off. It's going to pay big dividends. So you just got to get over the like chemical reaction hump before it becomes self-sustaining. Okay. Well, one final group of questions, which is that, you know, we've talked so much about, you know, you guys passed your time here at Carlton the last four years that I'd love to hear a little bit more about what's next for you and whether you tell us about what you're excited for about law school, even spring break this summer, um, a job after, you know, whatever is next for you and maybe how um, that's changed since your freshman year. Well, I am really looking forward to uh, spring term and everything that comes with that. Um, so uh, the warmer weather, then also I'm, I'm going to be taking a course load that's sort of like uh, the uh, like prototypical Carlton term for me, where I'm, I'm going to be taking like a Spanish literature class, um, an English literature class, and a linguistics course. Um, and each of those uh, I'm really interested in. And so I'm sort of going to have like one Carlton term um, and I'm going to make that count and then go off to law school. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do uh, following law school. I want to go into the public interest. Um, I know that. Um, and I'm interested in I think labor and employment law in particular, uh, but right now I'm I'm sort of just looking forward to appreciating um, my my final term at Carleton. Uh, I guess not looking forward to saying my farewells to everyone, but sort of um, making my last you know um, making those last moments count. I think my answer looks a lot like Sam's. Um, looking forward to spring term, taking a class I'm really interested in, uh, Virtue Ethics with Allison Murphy, uh, who I mentioned earlier, and also one of my recommenders. Uh, and then I got to do an independent study with um, Kim Smith, who teaches constitutional law. The earlier answer I forgot, I'd say uh, constitutional law one and two. Uh, certainly, you don't have to take them if you want to go to law school, but they give mm -hmm. some sense, I think, of the style of law school classes. And so are useful if you're trying to decide whether you're interested in that. Um, yeah, looking forward to, we're doing an independent study reading her book. So I think that'll, uh, it'll be great to like both read the book and then get the author's thoughts on it. And for me, um, I will be finishing up my senior thesis comps project next term. So it'll be a big final push that I'm excited to, to wrap up um, and see how it turns out. I'll also be doing a group seminar in education studies, which is the like, final step for the ed studies minor here at Carleton. And especially since it's like group work with a whole bunch of people have gotten to know it through the ed studies minor and really looking forward to that. Um, and then like Sam and Ben both, I'm you know, trying to take those last few months you have with this whole community of people you grow to love over four years and trying to um, relish it well I can. Yeah. Okay, last question then, which is just, do you guys have anything left on your Carlton bucket list? Something you haven't been able to do yet that you really want to get done before you leave? I want to go in the tunnels. There are tunnels here. <laughs> They've been around a long time. 
they've been shut down forever. You're not allowed to go on them, but I want to. And I think as a senior, they should accommodate that. They won't, but I think they should. I know alumni love to talk about those tunnels. And I, I totally understand why they would. Because if, you know, there had been tunnels freely available to students in my time at Carleton, I'd be obsessed with them as well, especially if then they became this like legend. Um, but yeah, no, I keep waiting for like some secret society to like induct me and be like, okay, it's, it's your time to go in the tunnels now. Um, I guess, I guess we'll see if that happens in spring term. I don't know. I mean, I think, no, this isn't something that I'm very thankful that I got to experience like a uh, spring concert and rot black, both act- school-wide activities that take place in spring term um, that are so much fun. Um, but I don't know, maybe, maybe kind of like trying to do more um, big group stuff outdoors with like um, my larger friend group and, and, um, you know, making do with, with what we have in this, in this like, uh, COVID conditioned, um, college experience. Thank you guys again, so, so, so much. This was a ton of fun.